everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way, our Southridge member podcast, providing some inside scoops on some of the internal conversation that we're having these days. Uh, I'm joined by uh, podcast veteran Annie Froze. Annie, say hi to everybody. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, you've been here before, so we've got the backstory on you and your family and your ministry role. Uh, can you just, for even better orientation, tell us one thing that we don't already know about you? What a terrible question. I heard you ask this to Mike a couple weeks ago on the podcast, and I remember thinking as I was driving, I don't know how I would answer he that. W- he was <laughs> lost to answer it, too, I know. Um, yeah, I being that I'm not nearly in as much of a public role, there's tons of my life that tons of people wouldn't know. Uh, probably something easy would be around the fact, I mean, I have five, there's five kids in my family. I have four sisters, which I grew up thinking was huge based on my friend family dynamic and then married someone who's one of 12 kids um, and was put into my place very quickly. Yeah, really so, well. Yeah. Yeah. You could also let everyone know that these five sisters look almost identical right. to you. And so it is virtually impossible Unless you spend intensive time with all five of them to be able to. It could be one of them right now because we yeah. all sound the same. Yeah, so. it, it is. It's wild. So that's great. Hey, um, we want to talk today about something that God has been doing for a number of years uh, in and among our staff that uh, first things first, I just want our members to be aware of because it's pretty cool. And uh, so we want to talk about today what uh, you are well-versed in, uh, something that we know internally as BCWI, BCWI. Uh, Annie, for all of us, just to begin, what is BCWI? BCWI is, uh, it stands for Best Christian Workplace Institute, and it essentially is a survey that assesses our workplace culture. It, it is a tool, an instrument to assess employee engagement. Yes. Right? That's what it, that's what at the end of the day it is. So BCWI is a survey, uh, but it's not just, uh, it's not just a survey and then you walk away. There's a, there's a whole process associated with this BCWI survey that is facilitated by the Best Christian Workplace Institute, which is an organization behind this survey. So talk about the process of how this survey actually kind of gets leveraged in a workplace like ours. So BCWI uh, being a tool is uh, an anonymous survey that is uh, rolled out at the same time every year. So we're not able to, or we specifically choose that so that we're not capitalizing on you know, specific seasons where yeah. everyone is just feeling 12 at a Better 10 moods. on amazing. Yeah. And, um, but it is uh, departmentally broken down and sometimes even uh, team specific within the department. Uh, and again, it's anonymous. So people are able to answer questions that are grouped into certain categories. So uh, certain questions around inspirational leadership or certain questions around effective strategy or the way that teams work together, uh, among others. And uh, and you answer these questions based on a scale, essentially. So you strongly agree, you agree, you're neutral, um, disagree, or strongly disagree. And you're able to uh, to respond to questions that ultimately paint a picture of what's going on within any given team or department. Yeah, and each of those options to answer, you listed the five of them, each of those options comes with a number. So strongly agree would be scoring a question of five. A question like, my supervisor cares about me as a person. 
I have fun at work. There is generally good teamwork across, across departments, departments, right? Sure. Yep. We're, we're quite familiar with these yes. questions. There, <laughs> we know them. There are, there are 55 <laughs> of these questions in the BCWI uh, Workplace Employee Engagement Survey. And uh, so to strongly agree is a five. Mm -hmm. To agree, then neutral, then disagree, then to strongly disagree is a one. Right. So you score each of these uh, between one and five. And then when the survey is done, when everyone on your uh, staff in your workforce has completed the survey anonymously, as you said, then what happens? So typically that's a two week period. Uh, once everyone has completed the survey, the survey is closed. And then BCWI as an institute um, or the algorithms that they work with populate uh, reports. So you get your scores um, that are departmental. And then, I mean, one of the things I find very helpful is then every score you also receive relative to how you've scored in the past, relative to how the church team has scored for that year, relative to how your score um, compares to or kind of measures up to everyone else who's ever completed BCWI. Uh, and so you get a sense for kind of where you're fitting, where you've moved from one year to the next, uh, where one department maybe has a more difficult time or um, has a really thriving uh, response compared to the broader team. Yeah, which are, which are all very helpful comparables. That's an important piece because when you look at your department's score, uh, you know, and it's a... 3.9. You don't know whether that's good, bad, or ugly, but when you can compare that to how our other departments do, right. okay, that tells you something. If you can compare it to how other churches do or how other BCWI certified churches or organizations do, now all of a sudden you've got a bit of a, a relative sense of, hey, we're really good at this or really bad. Because uh, in BCWI's experience, some questions just by definition, they generally score higher versus lower, Absolutely. right? Yes. So in ministry contexts, maybe not surprising, uh, questions about pay and benefit compared to other questions, they don't typically score as high, but as an organization, you can score relatively high or relatively low compared once you have those comparables. So one of the, one of the uh, aspects of analysis they give you is, like you said, they give you your departmental breakdown, so we have a bunch of departments in our organization and uh, every department gets their departmental score in addition to our church-wide score. Then you get these comparables. Then in addition, we get some demographic breakdowns, right, with some supplementary analysis. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So in the demographic breakdown, we can, uh, we can get information about how people would be feeling um, based on the length of time that they've served or the kind of role that that person is in. Um, which is very helpful, right? So we've we've uh, determined in the past through the help and coaching of the BCWI as an institute that uh, people who have been on staff for one year or less respond to a certain question differently than people who are in a category of working here for 10 years or more, Um which sometimes has indicated that there's onboarding, uh, things that we can look at, sometimes has indicated that we uh, potentially lose steam in certain areas after a certain length of time or um, how those scores maybe relate to um, someone's progression through the organization. All of those things are available as kind of the breakdown, um, though it is important to note, I mean, within those, if someone has answered um 
and the demographics would kind of out that person because there's less than five people uh, in a specific group. It's not anonymous enough, and we don't get that information. Right. Then. We don't so, get that information. Mm-hmm. What we do get by by process, you talked about, you know, we have a two-week window where we do the survey. Then BCWI as an institute processes the results. They send us some of these reports. Then we have a, a meeting with one of their consultants. Right. And so every manager... Uh, attends this meeting. We have kind of a video conference call uh, with a friend from BCWI named Kevin. We've had him every year. And he provides some of that inside analysis and, and frankly, that expert analysis that we don't have access to because of some of the confidentialities. Right. right? And given the amount of experience he has in how he has processed this with other agencies or organizations that have completed the survey, he is able to draw out information on themes or trends, uh, potential warning signs, certain learnings that we can then take and grab and um, and make use of in the year ahead. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I said earlier, we, we've done this, I believe, now seven times. And in this... Uh, in this one to five score on each of these 55 questions for each of your employees, you actually end up with an overall score. Yes. So I remember the very first year we did this because BCWI will actually certify certain organizations and churches are, are a category in that. They'll certify you as a best Christian workplace. Yes. But you have to score on average for all the questions, for all of your employees, you have to score on average over four, over 4.00. So I remember the very first time we did this, we were we were kind of in a panic, like, I don't know how we're going to score. Are we are we going to get that credit uh, accreditation? Will we will we get that plaque that says we are a best Christian workplace acknowledged organization? And the very first year we did this, what was our score? 4.00. 4.00. We barely scraped by, but we did. And uh, we were recognized, uh, at least on their website. They gave us a little certificate as well. We were recognized as an officially credentialed uh, best workplace, best Christian workplace institute uh, organization. From there, though, in the seven years that we've done this, when it comes to this overall score, do you remember the the kind of history on how this has progressed? I mean, I won't have the decimal point accuracy that you will, um, but I know that uh, in addition to the the healthy work, like the healthy designation, um, going up to four point two five, I believe, um, distinguishes you from just healthy to thriving, right? To flourishing, and, to flourishing, and really. Um, Four was fine for year one, but knowing that there was a category that was above that, that really became the standard. Yeah, exactly. In our in our in our uh, pursuit around here, that became the benchmark. And and not only is four point zero zero their baseline for health, four point two five is their threshold for flourishing or thriving. Three point seven five or lower is their metric for toxic. So your workplace can actually get evaluated in this overall score as toxic, healthy, or flourishing. So, yeah, I mean, I can whistle off these numbers because they're so near and dear to my heart. Um, After that first year, we went from 4.00 to 4.20 to 4.32 to 4.52 to 4.56 to 4.58. And then this last year, for the very first time, we actually went down. So we do go down from time to time, went down to 
Marginal decrease. Marginal over. decrease. And and I just want to say a couple of things about this from the perspective of the overall score. Um, I mean, first of all, that overall score has increased every year because of what we talk about around here as what we call a bottleneck approach. So once we get the survey results, we analyze them ourselves, we meet with the consultant and they tell us, you know, some of the good, bad and ugly and some of the things we can work on. We basically, it's just the way that we do it around here. We say, what is the thing we're the worst at this year? Right. What, where's the worst cluster of scores? Okay, that's the biggest problem. We're going to try to solve that this year. And by, by focusing on the main bottleneck in that sense, what, what you do with the worst, uh, over the years, the next year you do the survey, the worst thing actually isn't what the worst thing was last year. You have a new worst thing. And so now we have a new bottleneck and we're going to attack that. And so just out of curiosity for how we manage this every year, pretty much the BCWI reveals a new worst thing every year. And we try to kind of slay that dragon of the new, of the new worst thing together. Now, in addition, uh, BCWI, as you alluded to, provides departmental scores. And over the years, we've seen the departmental scores and uh, we've seen them grow and increase. And this is why I have you here, Annie, because you've actually been part of a department that's seen the greatest improvement in the world of BCWI. So talk about in the shelter world uh, that you oversee how your scores have changed. Yeah, I mean, it. the BCWI has been a really interesting journey, I will say, for our shelter team, in part because I think um, our, our team, I mean, this maybe sounds like different from any other, and I don't mean that, but our team has some uniquenesses to it in terms of um, the... There's a massive difference between the person who works full time, for example, and then the person who works one six-hour shift a week, and we have determined through BCWI that those... Uh, experiences actually vary quite a bit. But regardless of any of those dynamics, um, when we started BCWI, our shelter-specific score um, was incredibly eye-opening uh, because we were not healthy. And that feeling really was was palpable on the team. It, it put a number to something that we had been feeling for a long time. Yeah, which is a very, very important thing for our members to track with. One of the reasons why I'm so into this instrument and the accountability that provides is that you can feel the scores, Absolutely. right? You can feel what, you know, something around the toxic level feels. It feels toxic. It does, yeah. You can feel what a 4.00-ish score feels like. It's not bad. But you can also, like on a retreat or in a meeting or in the hallway, you can feel what a what a score above 425 feels like. It feels amazing. Absolutely. And they are palpably different scores. So you were feeling some things in the shelter. Remember the very first year, the shelter as a, as a department scored 380 which was almost at that threshold of toxic. Which and was close right. enough to the threshold that we felt. Yeah, toxic, it was really. it was quite it was quite eye opening. But but from there, you guys you know paid some attention to this and quickly. Do you remember even those? I remember those numbers. How they progressed. Oh dear, <laughs> um, I remember. Let me see. About five years ago, our score. I only remember because I brought in a cake to the staff meeting because yeah. our score yeah. uh, would have been in that sub four. Um, close to toxic. I'm not sure if we ever got just kind of slightly above four, but I remember we got a 4.52 yeah. about five years ago. Yeah. And that score was 
cake at staff meeting, cheer yeah. out loud kind of level. That was for the us. third year that we did it. Mm-hmm. The, the the first year, actually, the very first year that we did the survey, we didn't have departmental breakdowns. So it was actually the second year that we did the survey at 420 that the shelter was categorized at 380. The year after that, it scored 397. And then this is really the reason why you're here. The next year, it was 452. And from 397 to 452, that is the single greatest increase of improvement that we have seen in any department in the history of us doing BCWI. So we consider you the workplace culture guru. (laughs) And uh, that's why I thought it would be fun to, to talk about this. But... But you, you certainly do, you certainly do feel some of the palpable differences. And so these days, like as one of the palpable differences, um, in the last two years, it's only been in the last two years, in the last two years, every one of our departments has exceeded that 4.25 threshold of flourishing. And that's been a cool milestone for us to get to, you know, the shelter had achieved it a couple of years ago, but we only in the last two years, have we been able to celebrate the fact that any employee that drives onto the parking lot of Southridge Community Church drives in to work as part of a flourishing culture. That's a huge victory. That was a huge, a huge victory. Um, another one that, that I'm sure you would care about is there was quite a discrepancy among the genders. Yes, early absolutely. on. Talk about that one. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we would have been, um, let me see, addressing some of the women in leadership, the experience of both the moms and the dads uh, parenting our, our church family together. Um, and so, yeah, would have that would have been one of those things that was felt, uh, but didn't have necessary... Uh, data that really backed it up until we started to look at that demographic of the BCWI and realized that the score, the experience of of a woman, I believe was an entire point below the male. It was very significant. It was very significant, um, which really was the first time, I mean, apart from the anecdotal or the narrative that, that we could, we could tell, but it really gave the first empirical data Behind that number, yeah, to 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 the palpable behind feeling, behind that feeling, yeah, yes. behind the palpable feeling. So so now we've got a score, and is it two or three years? The last couple of years have been the first times where I think this is the third year. Yeah, where where men and women now around here score virtually equally. In fact, the last two or three years, women have been kind of a couple hundreds uh, points above the the male score, which again isn't like the finish line of perfection or anything, but it's a massive, massive milestone. Right. Well, it gives confidence to the fact that we can, we can confidently declare that we trust that this is true, right? Because there's, there's data behind it and it backs what has been a value that we've wanted to live out for a long time. Yeah. That now we can know that people who drive on the parking lot, a, a woman's experience of the workplace is going to be just as empowering and thriving as a man's. That that's the empirical data behind it is great to know. So, uh, you know, these numbers, there's so much we could talk about here because we have had so much fun with this. Because there's 55 questions. There's 55 (laughs) questions and there's been seven years and we've got all kinds of stories and adventures and whatever. Um, In your world, what is one of the greatest differences that you've seen in your ministry area as a result of BCWI? I would say, um, and I'm not sure if I would use the word focus or I would use the word responsiveness, but there is something uh, that has shifted significantly about the 
the amount of focus or attention that we put to something specifically. And I think in in the shelter, um, I mean, all of our staff are deeply motivated for several different reasons to be in that uh, to be in that kind of ministry. And I had mentioned at the beginning, I think there are some dynamics that make uh, the experience a little bit unique. So things like shift work or um, most often someone's experience would be at, at times where they're not interacting with the overall staff as much as others who are in and out of one of those offices and um, working. I mean, primarily the Sunday morning is what drives a lot of the, um, let me see, the, the, rest, of the, the rest of the week. Yeah. 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 Um, and the shelter is different than that. Those things have played a lot, I think, into the experience of our staff team in their in their feeling or their experience of whether or not our team is healthy and and flourishing, um, or whether or not they even feel like they're part of a broader team. The I would say the biggest difference is the BCWI data gives us something to chase down, rather than what can feel like the tyranny of the urgent and everything is very. Uh, what is the current issue on the floor that needs to be dealt with? BCWI has allowed us and really forced us to take a step back and to say there are things that are important for the experience, for the team dynamic, for uh, how our how we function as a ministry that needs to be a priority beyond simply the resident experience. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it, it you cited an example like the church shelter divide yep you know just as a just as a feeling that some people might have that all of a sudden when you institute this data-driven process all of a sudden all of the 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 questions and criteria around teamwork they draw that to your attention and then you start attacking that because it's given you greater focus so that that's that's the value of what this does um, at an at an overall impact what's the greatest difference that you've seen or felt in just our stack our staff workplace as a whole, outside of even just your department? Yeah, I mean, we care a lot about this, right? I remember, I don't know if it was the first year, I'm not quite as clear on those details, but whether it's the first year or the second year, somewhere very early on, there were some pretty stark and uncomfortable responses around certain pay benefit kind of things. Um, and I remember there was a there was immediate action that came from that. And that year, we made a significant decision to change our RSP package, as an example. Yeah, yeah. And I think regardless of even how the actual changes impacted the various people, the fact that a score that really was low, and because because BCWI provides the average score, but it breaks it down to a question as well, so you can you can be at a healthy place as a team and still see that one specific question has you way closer You're to the top, really right? Yeah. Um, and so I remember that specifically because I think for myself, I didn't care much about our retirement. I was 21 at the time um, or 22 maybe. But what I, what I remember feeling was, wow, this is actually going to change something for the experience that we have. This is going to drive action and focus and this is going to drive results. Yeah, this, this survey gets acted on Absolutely. that that is by far I, I would I would say too that that by far the greatest gain has been the credibility and the seriousness with which we take the information that we get and and just so we're clear we never talked about this yet but in addition to the actual scores 
there is a set of open-ended questions at the end of the, the survey that people can anonymously contribute to. And just the reading of those open-ended questions and comments and knowing that your teammates as fellow managers are going to read these open-ended comments to know that our board yes. reads these open-ended comments. Absolutely. I mean, it is it is a very vulnerable place to be, but that it gets acted on with seriousness every single year. The credibility that that has built, uh, I think, has really been an upside of Absolutely. Of, uh, of this BCWI instrument. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, the part two to that is because as a team, we can have a lot of uh, faith in the fact that this is going to be used and used well. Um, I mean, how it, how it, I think the original question was how it actually impacts the team. Well, you respond differently to the work that you're doing. You respond differently to the ministry that you're driving forward uh, when you're in a healthy culture, right? When when you love what you do and you feel like the people, the team, the organization, uh, the mission, the values, all of that actually is backing what you're doing and is made to be a priority. You don't feel like you're a maverick who's doing one thing in one little department uh, to advance your own mission. There is a team dynamic, and I think the quality of our ministry has gotten significantly better because of it. I, I would agree. Um, in addition, I think one of the things that I've appreciated is for a staff who, and I would say this is the greatest, this is the greatest impact of all, for a staff who are kind of so focused on allowing God's work to happen through them, focusing on this survey internally has opened us up to God's work within us, Absolutely. right? The one thing that I would feel about the BCWI survey that I'd want our members to know is that you can't fake it. You can't fake the scores. You can't fake action that will change the scores. Like it, it, it doesn't work that way. The, the, the data is the data and it's raw and honest and you can't fake it. So instead of faking it, you have to face it. And the combination of the truth that it provides, the accountability, the vulnerability, the reflection, in many cases, the repentance, the collective commitments, the heart level inside out transformations. I mean, those are the kinds of words that we use to describe God's work. That's how God works. And so what you're what you're actually facilitating here when it comes to how we work together, you're facilitating a greater groundswell of God's work in us so that we can be more effective in God's work through us. And it really is that profound. I've, I've said to many people since, since doing this uh, for the last number of years now that this process of paying attention to your culture is probably the most spiritually significant thing a leader can care about because it allows God to start by working in them and it allows the work of God through you to start in you. And it, it really is significant. In that Absolutely. Sense. I remember even, I mean, how that relates to the I mean, I would have filled this out first as a non-manager and now filling it out as a manager. And I have linked it to one of the summit talks that we've done so many times around the the difference in how we receive um, feedback or when the light is shone on you, the wise person actually like is eager to embrace that rather than deflecting to to try to find all the reasons that 
that whatever that response or the feedback is, is untrue. Yeah, when the light of truth, this was a Henry Cloud session, when the light of truth is shone on you, the biblical fool tries to change the direction that the light shines. Right. So it doesn't shine on them anymore. The biblically wise person changes in response to the truth that the light of truth is shining on them. And that's what we've we've tried to do. Now, all of that is a buildup to uh, a very, I guess, exciting announcement that uh, we're, we're eager to share with our membership and even uh, people across our ministry, across all of our locations, because we're, we're taking a, a, next, a, a kind of a next step with BCWI. Annie, talk about what that next step is. BCWI is coming uh, to your inbox. It's coming to you. (laughs) So we are rolling out a volunteer version of the BCWI survey uh, to begin to, uh, yeah, to engage in a similar journey with uh, the people who are the doers of our ministry in all of our locations. Yeah. And to, to, to be clear, we're not inventing this. BCWI has a survey instrument for church and ministry volunteers. We've never leveraged it. But every time we talk about this, I when I talk about this in my life group, I can see people thinking, well, I'd like a vote in. I, yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> I, I, I want to do that too. And we've got to the point where we felt, you know what, um, for whatever reasons we can talk about this, but it, it's time that the vast majority of us that are non-managers that are filling this out kind of on behalf of their departments and on behalf of their managers. Now we're all going to share in this pain right? <laughs> and hopefully in the gain of discovering how we're doing across our ministries as a whole. So uh, we're, we're in the process of launching that. And what's the ultimate gain that we're hoping in engaging BCWI across all of our volunteer intensive ministries, not just uh, as a workplace? Yeah, I think um, from my perspective, um, I would say the what we're looking for in year one maybe is different than what we're looking for in year three or five. In year one, I think we're really seeking after an accurate picture of what the volunteer experience really looks like. Um, and we're aware that that might be different depending on the department that you're volunteering in or the um, the length of time, all of those similar dynamics that kind of parsed out different data for us as a staff. We're believing that that might be true for volunteers, but at the end of the day, we do a lot of painting that picture for ourselves based on a couple of uh, anecdotal responses or feedbacks that we get or kind of a gut feel of this feels great. This feels like I'm kind of in an uphill battle. This feels like this person maybe isn't really happy with this. That is very hard to act on though. We're looking for an accurate picture. Yeah. And I I appreciate you clarifying the difference between the first and then subsequent years, because at the staff level, when we rolled this out the first year, we didn't even know what we didn't know. Right. So we just threw this against the wall and is this going to be good at all? What's it going to teach us? what's the good, bad, and ugly? And and we were just, in, in some sense, dreading it. But in some <laughs> sense, we were prepared for anything. Yes. And, uh, you know, similarly now, we've got a bit of experience with it now uh, at a staff level, but we have no idea what we're going to expect, right? right? What's going to be good? What's going to be bad? What's going to be ugly? I mean, a, a little example, you alluded to uh, the, the, the feedback of first-year people. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we've wrestled with for years, gang, at a staff level is that People in their first year generally score lower than people in subsequent years. And when when Annie talks about that being relative then to other churches and other organizations, that's quite an anomaly, right? Typically in other organizations and in other churches, 
uh, rookies score the highest. Our consultant will tell us that a rookie is so happy in their first year and they're free from all the drama and the politic and whatever that they score disproportionately high. And then once they're in the organization for a time, that score softens. At Southridge, it's the opposite. That new people feel like, this is our consultant speaking, but new people feel like they're missing out on something. And it's actually longer timers that score much higher. That was very curious for us to learn. And it's required a lot of attention and a lot of work on the process of onboarding. I just give you that as an example because we have no idea at that level what, you know, what are newer people to the ministry going to score compared to longtime ministry people? Are longtime ministry people going to score way higher or are they going to be tired and kind of dreary and and, yeah. and are they going to score lower? We don't know. We have no so, idea. Yep. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a blank slate for us to just discover what's real and and as Andy said to put some to put some data some empirical numbers uh to what we might intuitively feel at a practical level for those of us who are members and part of ministry teams part of life groups and are going to share and encourage people to be part of this survey how is this going to work how how will if i serve in a ministry area uh how will i receive this yeah so this uh you will get an email in your inbox. And though that sounds like a simple question, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out the best way to actually do that. So the the survey will um, will be delivered to your inbox and you'll be able to click in, answer a couple of demographic questions, and then get into the 15 uh, primary questions of the tool. The and again, as Jeff said, BCWI has actually created this. So these aren't questions that we've created um, or made up on our own. Lots of people volunteer in more than one ministry. And so that was part of the specifics of what we were trying to figure out, how to capture that. So everyone who volunteers will get a survey. That person can complete the survey for the one role that they serve in or for the three roles that they serve in by clicking in three different times. Right. They just they just re-click. And at the beginning, when they enter the demographic information, they just designate that they're part of a different ministry that they participated in the last time. And their scores will be populated that right. way. You can only participate in the survey for one particular ministry area at a time. Yes. So if you're in multiple ministries, you will have to complete multiple surveys. Right. If you are, if you complete the survey one time, but are in four different ministries and answer the 15 questions, depending on, I mean, this one is based on your experience on the lights and sound team. And this one is based on your experience of kitchen. Those all are going to go to the one category that you that you originally signed on for so it's going to be a little bit confusing data it doesn't take very long though what it takes is it's 15 questions that will answer along the spectrum of the the numbers five to one being strongly agree all the way down to strongly disagree um with a couple of demographic questions so if you're worried and thinking man i don't have an hour to set aside to do this you can answer three surveys for your three different areas in probably 20 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, first things first, you mentioned that people are going to receive this uh, survey link as an email. Yes. It's going to be received from me. So when you get an email in your inbox from Jeff Lockyer that has the letters BCWI in the subject line, do not delete Don't it. Don't delete okay? it. <laughs> I know you're used to deleting my emails. Don't delete that one. Okay. Or if you did, go back into your trash or your junk or whatever. And find it. Uh, find it. That's the one you're going to actually want to pay attention to. 
Secondly, and you've said this before, the 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 BCWI volunteer version of their engagement survey is more abbreviated than the staff one is. Right. Right. The employee engagement one has 55 questions. The volunteer one has, I think, 15 is the is the number. So appreciate this will take you, even if you're in four different ministry areas, it will take you about as long as it takes a staff member to complete it once for them. Right. So don't be overwhelmed or intimidated. It, it doesn't really take that long. 15 questions, it'll probably be five or so minutes. Uh, so if you're in multiple ministry areas, you can do it multiple times by designating those different ministry segments and just spending the five or so minutes uh, in each one. Now, again, in the two-week window that we're going to launch this and, and have the survey open, what happens once it's closed? What, what happens once people have had a chance to, to participate in the BCWI survey process? So similar to the way that the staff uh, data is then collected and processed by BCWI, BCWI will be able to provide that kind of uh, consolidated data uh, to us based on the volunteer teams um, that have scored. So we will receive then the results in these reports that break down uh, the responses based on questions and uh, then give us a score ultimately of how each team is doing. And how many, how, how specific in your understanding are we getting this data? You mentioned people who do sound and lights, you know, production versus who work in the kitchen at the shelter, like. Yeah. Uh, so one of the, one of the demographic questions will have a question about uh, location. So we will know location specific. And then uh, we actually were able to uh, to work based on what the team felt was best for how many categories there are. So I believe there's 11 in total. Um, I know specifically for action, um, the breakdown will be each anchor cause will be a team that is scored together. Um, I believe the the one primary was who, who does this person or who, what team does this person actually fall beneath? Yeah. Right. So it's not to the minutia of what individual person would it be your primary contact, but it would be more uh, location specific. And then the kind of role the that kind you're in. of role that's about as specific as we're yeah. going to get this year. And I say that only because there are going to be lots of ways, gang, that we don't do this perfectly this year. For sure. We felt even in the workplace version of this, uh, there were some modifications that we learned to make each year. So the first year is just kind of experimental even to see how the survey instrument works. But when the survey closes at a staff level, BCWI processes the results. They tabulate them. They send it to us as a senior leadership. Then as a group of managers, we get a consultant time and then we report back the consultant's uh, kind of report as a bit of a summary to the whole staff. Right. That's the process. And it results then in some action planning and, and, and work for the future. In this volunteer survey, the survey will close. BCWI will tabulate the results. They'll send them to us. We're going to create a consultant conversation with our whole staff because they're kind of collectively the managers of these ministries. And we're going to take that consultant's debrief, put it into a summary, and then we will make the summary public to all of our ministry team members. Absolutely. Okay. So if you're participating, know that you'll be able to see the results and the summary kind of analysis of the results of this survey in the future. It won't be out of sight, out of mind. And then over the course of the summer, 
as our different ministries do action planning for the fall, uh, kind of the kickoff of our ministry season, all of the information and the kind of common major themes will become incorporated in the action planning of our ministry cycle so that we're incorporating the improvement of our volunteer cultures of our ministries in the ministry work that we do next year. That's where ultimately we're trying to take this just so that you know that we're trying to do more than just read the results. Uh, like Annie said before, there's going to be some credibility behind how we're going to work this. Yeah. And so that you know you will see the results of what you're scoring, right? That I think I think that's an important piece, yeah. right? To, to even know how your experience is similar or outside of the box of... Yeah, you might you might think your your ministry area is fantastic, and a lot of people are really struggling, or vice yes, versa. So absolutely. it'll it'll give you that uh, that sense, and and uh, I I feel like in the past we felt at the staff level that transparency is better. Let everyone let everyone see what the raw results are, and so we'll we'll be making those available to you. And as we wrap up, uh, just given your personal experience in your ministry area and as a senior leader in the church. What are you looking the most forward to as we leverage this BCWI uh, across all of our ministries with our volunteers? Yeah, I mean, I'm personally, as someone who's completed the survey a bunch of times, I've experienced the tangible and palpable difference in the culture that we're in, in the ways that we work together, in the ways that we are focused on on. Uh, the primary purpose of our ministry and really driving that forward and the successes that come from that. As a manager, I've experienced uh, vicariously through my team, I guess, um, what their experience looks like, the sustainability that can increase, the way that people can feel appreciated and valued to have their voice really heard. Um, so on both of those levels, I'm really excited for what that this means for our church. Also, as a manager of a team, um, I am excited for for my team, for the staff who fall within our department to have this experience as well, right? And I think a lot of the time, um, I mean, I remember someone saying that they loved BCWI season. Um, There is a vulnerability that comes when you request this kind of feedback. And I think that is really valuable for our team to get the real experiences. I mean, we care deeply about what someone's serving experience in any of our ministries actually looks like and what it feels like and, uh, and getting some feedback. A lot of our staff don't often get that, right? There's sometimes uh, that stuff can be filtered through the supervisor or it ends up uh, maybe not actually reaching the person who might have a most uh, really significant impact on the end user's experience. So I think the value that I've experienced as a participant and as a manager, um, for what that kind of feedback can result in. I think I'm just really excited for, yeah, for what yeah. that means. Yeah. It, it, admittedly, this is a long time coming. Yeah. And, and we're probably late to the party on this because at a, at a very deep kind of a theological level, like you think about Ephesians 4, the biblical picture is that Christ gave certain gifts to the church to provide different kinds of leadership. It says Christ gave, you know, apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers, certain kinds of gifts to the church. It says to equip the saints for ministry. We've, we've always believed that the work of the church is not done by the staff of the church. The work of the church is done by the people of the church, by all of us. But the role of leaders 
and the role of financially freed up leaders in the form of staff, we talk about using that Ephesians 4 passage, is to equip the saints for ministry. That's how the work of the church ultimately gets done. So, I mean, we've spent an era focusing on the workplace culture of the equippers, but we've never focused on the culture of equipping the saints for ministry, which is really the deal breaker. So, I mean, I could go on and on about what the end impact could be of radically increased ministry cultures where saints are being equipped to a much more effective degree by way of the feedback that this survey provides and the way that those ministries then in turn will serve the poor, reach the lost, cultivate worship, foster community, care for the hurting, etc. Uh, teach and empower students, all the, all the different facets of our ministry life. People are going to be blessed because we as saints across all of our locations and all of our ministry areas, uh, we're going to be better equipped through this. And I'm excited for that. It, it, there's one translation of the end of that passage in Ephesians 4 that says, when the, the whole body is working that way, when the, when, the, when the equippers are equipping and the saints are doing the ministry, it, it says, in the New Living Translation, it says, as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. And this this could be a good, bad, and ugly process. But at the end of the day, gang, we're doing it so that the whole body, our whole ministry across all of our locations can, in an increasing way, be healthy and growing and full of love. So as a takeaway, check your email, fill out the survey, and, and remind everyone, Andy, to, to encourage everyone you can. Uh, there's going to be thousands of these distributed in the two-week window. Encourage everyone you can to be part of this. Give one last plug for how this is worth it. Yeah, engage. This only works if this only works if we actually get the responses. I mean, it 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 doesn't work if 10% of people respond. It works if we are hearing from the real experiences of all of you. So, while you're talking to people in life groups, or you're talking to your friends, or you're serving on a Sunday morning, or during the week. Bring this up. Make this part of our regular dialogue, and then in the couple of weeks uh, following the launch, and and engage. Awesome. This is going to be a really exciting way this spring for us as a church, as ministries, and as a membership to be finding our way uh, in a real cool way. So, thanks for joining us for talking about it. I can't wait to talk about it on the other side. Take care, everyone. <laughs>